As we carry on with the Master Thursday, Arvo, uh, Nathan Nelson from Dairy NZ, good afternoon. Good afternoon, Andy. Thanks for the chat. Yeah, how's everything looking, mate? I mean, it's a bit of an obvious question to ask, obviously, given the ground conditions. Yeah, that's right. Look, it's, I guess there's definitely parts of the province that are struggling more than others, and that's probably the opening comment to make, not to generalise, but, yeah, definitely sort of that coastal strip um, right through yeah, to the real Pukki right around the coast. Um, and then sort of through the other side, Eastern Gorge Road, right down to Fort Rose, Tokanui. Um, definitely some of the some of the toughest spots at the moment in the province, that's for sure. It's peculiar, isn't it? Because one side of the Hokanui's is actually holding up pretty well, but the other side there, totally different situation. It's very unsouthland. Yeah, that's right, and it's probably just gone on or going on long enough. We talked to a group of farmers there yesterday, and. Like last autumn, it was probably a, a late summer, almost an autumn dry, whereas this, a lot of those farmers just tend to have sort of rolled on since about New Year's. So, um, yeah, it's not it's not that easy going. It's, it's fairly challenging out there and requires, and has been requiring a lot of decisions to be made around feed, hence the problem we wanted to chat about today. Today we're going to talk about dairy heifer replacements and basically looking after them, aren't we? Yeah, that's right. Look, I, I guess we chatted to a couple of vets at the end of last week and they just said, the opportunity or good time to be thinking about them as well with, you know, primarily the feed situation, I suppose, that we're facing on the milking platform. And look, everyone's got a different situation where their heifer replacements will be, whether that's with a grazer or their own support block or um, sort of on, you know, drumming. But I guess the, the reality is of what we're saying is if feed's tight on the dairy platform, then potentially it could be tight for those young stocks. So a matter of trying to be as proactive as you can. Um, if you haven't seen them for a while, or they do tend to be, but further away in the province, and, um, yeah, we're quite hopping in the head to go and have a look at them and just see how they're getting on. Um, and yeah, I suppose just facing up or knowing what the actual situation is and then making a plan from there um, and having a look at some of the options, which maybe they have a chat about. Talking to farmers on ground, how are they handling the situation so far this season, Nathan? Yeah, look, it's a real range, um, and I guess it's that juggle between. Yeah, what options have you got or what are your, what are your practical options? Um, so I suppose we know, particularly if we're looking at young stock replacements, um, yeah, in order for them to come into the, come into the herd at their live weight targets that they need to be, um, this time of the year we're probably looking at somewhere in the range of sort of 14 to 15% crude protein requirements and ideally a, a diet above 10.5 ME, which, yeah, it's going to be a challenge in some places. So it's just looking at what those practical options are. Um, some farmers are definitely um, putting in sort of palm kernel or palm kernel DDG mix if they're set up for that. Um, yep, that's expensive, um, but underground heifers can cost you a lot of uh, lost production or um, lower end calf rates um, in the season ahead. So if they can get their hands on some baleage or silage, um, it's just a matter of looking at yeah, what those options are. Um, and trying to be as proactive as possible. And I think one of the things you and I touched on was just that importance of, sort of water quality and or quantity, so making sure that the water system is actually keeping up or coping. And again, if pastures are a little bit drier than usual and or you are putting in some dry concentrated feed, then that water requirement, depending on live weight, of course, could be anywhere between sort of 40 to 45 litres a day, um, depending on the yeah, frame of animal. So, yep, that's probably... Yeah, one of the most important or sort of key factors as well as having that feed source going in next to it. 
You touched on the water there, Nathan. Very paramount, isn't it? And just going around checking the cro- checking the troughs uh, just for quality. Give them a scoop out every now and then because maintaining it. Because like anyone knows, you don't want to be drinking somebody's uh, somebody else's goobies that are in the water. No, that's right. And I guess that's probably the next point just to touch on as well. Um, checking uh, your mineral program or mineral status um, alongside of that, and or having a you know we're close having a discussion or touching base with the vet. Um, just to check in, I think particularly sort of yeah three key ones um, amongst the others that they need, but phosphorus requirements, selenium and copper, especially if they're under a little bit of stress, and again depending on what quality of feed's going into them, um, whether that feed or truck has actually got um, the minerals that it needs, um, yeah, given some of the conditions that are out there. So just a few things to to think about or, or worthwhile, and I suppose that leads into the, the final comment that I was just keen to make was um, yep feed situations tighten places for some now um, I guess it's looking ahead and again just you know better to come up with a plan um, and face up to what the feed situation is but thinking about where those junks are going to be winked as well um, if they've done a bit of a tight punch now uh, we know that probably yeah, growth rates in the winter tend to be a bit lower so again just having a look at what are your winter feed options for those young stock um, and if they've gone through a little bit of a pinch period now yeah how are they going to sort of catch up or, or make up that that live weight. So, look, I guess there's, yeah, there's a fair bit going on and there's a few moving parts at the moment in that feed and, and options. So, I guess we're just encouraging people um, to, yeah, get some help or get a second opinion if they need it, and whether that be the local vet they work with or consultant or they want to reach out and touch base with one of the DRNZ field team or even a neighbour um, just to get a bit of perspective or um, yeah, talk through some options and get to come up with a plan and, and put some things in place and sort of yeah, keep looking at each week going, hmm, what are we doing this week? Hmm, what are we doing tomorrow? What are we doing the next week? Because the coin of phrase, Whitney Houston once said in a song, the children are our future and it's the same for young livestock. They're the heart and soul of your operation. You need to look after them. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and I think that was um, probably the final point, like we touched on it earlier, but yeah, the research should be reasonably clear on this one that um, sort of undergrown heifers can lose up to 10 kilos of milk solids in that first lactation. Um, and then obviously the repro effects as well. Um, 5% sort of lower six week in calf rates and up to 2% lower empty rates for those underdone um, heifers, particularly on that live weight side of it. So, yeah, look, it's, you know, there's a cost attached to it now, but I suppose, like you said, it's that future cost um, in that first season of, of lactation. Hey, Nathan Nelson from Dairy NZ, thanks for your time on the Mustard this afternoon. Thanks, Andy. I always appreciate it.